Welcome everybody. Today is Tuesday, November 6th. It is National Vote Day. I don't know if that's actually a thing, but that's National. what we're going to call it. National Vote Day? Vote Day, yeah. Yeah, I just made that up. It's probably a day somewhere. You have a four-year degree and you just said National Vote Day. <laughs> oh, <it's>, you know, <laughs> I bet you that today. It wouldn't surprise me. I think it was like mm. International Donut Day yesterday. So. Do you think there's International Proper Grammar Day? I bet you there is, and it, it should be every day, Brian. <laughs> it should be, but apparently National Vote Day is not International Grammar Day. The two things, the Venn diagram is distinct circles. All it's right. just election so day. We've gotten that out of the way. State, state uh, and federal yeah, election, election day. day. That's right. So <clears throat> we uh, we want to talk a little bit about that. So once again, uh, it's Paul and Brian here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some non-sports topics for a little while, and then we'll, we'll get into some sports there at the end. Um, being as it is election day, we kind of wanted to talk about it. So let's, let's get into it. Brian, did you vote or are, are you planning to vote? Absolutely planning to vote. Planning um, to vote. Okay. Planning to vote, yeah. Um, going to uh, escort uh, my girlfriend uh, to the new polling place. She moved in, so she's never been there. So she's going to get home probably around 3.30, 3.45. And then we're going to go down, after which we'll proudly display our I voted stickers um, prominently, maybe a, a mm. forehead or a cheek location, and then um, walk around with an I'm better than you type attitude into any public establishment. Right, because you will be better than like you know sixty percent of the people in America. Yeah, uh, I, w- <laughs> I went into my diner this morning and um, asked them, "Hey, why don't you have like a big vote today sign on your wall?" And they all said, "Oh, really today?" And then like uh, three quarters of the waitresses said, mm, "No, I don't vote." Which, which kind of, mm. I don't know. Yep. Well, I mean, today you know, so this is the, the midterm voting, right? Which historically is like really low turnout. Um, well, it, it depends on the party. Yes, nationwide. Yes, uh, I'm sorry if I'm correcting you. That's kind of a dick move. Uh, yes, nationwide, the trend is a lower turnout than presidential. However, it depends on the party, right? The aggrieved party usually does turn out. So, 2008, Obama no, won. Right, 2010, right. the Tea Party and, and the conservatives showed up and took back um, both houses of Congress. And what to some, to whatever level you can predict these things, that is what's anticipated for today. However, I think I've learned a lesson personally and trying to apply conventional wisdom. And uh, in 2016, taught me that that's silly and you can't do that. So uh, who knows what happens today? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'll, I'll tell you what I think will happen. So I, I think that the Democrats will take back the House um, probably by a slim margin. And I think the Republicans will maintain the Senate. Um, and I think that, I mean, I know there's some governorships that are in, in play, but for the most part, that's not going to affect me personally. It'll affect that state. But I mean, so that, that's where I see it going. And then I see, um, you know, the president, President Trump is going to, wh- whatever the outcome, I, it doesn't matter what the outcome is, somehow going to turn it to, his favor <laughs> that's what i think uh yeah he'll try yeah um let me ask you this do you give a flying fuck about some caravan of migrants who are what 500 miles from the southern u.s border i i would wager that most people don't um i hope that, not. No, I, no i do not but um i think that the, the i know what you're talking about so that's like one of the republican talking points right now is like this we sent five thousand troops down there to stop this 
you know, <laughs> insurgent caravan of children and, you know, impoverished, impoverished people yeah. from making it here. Um, but I don't think, I think the problem is, is that uh, in, you know, campaign rallies and when people, they're talking to people, they're like, they just use that as an example. It's like the boogeyman. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? No. So it's, it's not necessarily that that's the worst thing in the world, yeah. but that's what they're trying to focus. Their no, I know. It's just, so. you have to motivate people to vote. And, and the Democrats are incentivized because there's anger on the left. And so they have to manufacture anger on the right. And and so I understand the strategy of it. And I understand why and, and all of that. Um, it's just, it. I don't, understand the the thought process of, of being scared of of people who are desperate and are well desperate for a better opportunity i i don't get it let me let me ask you this question and i i think maybe this kind of is a thing that people don't talk about do you think that um the american promise or what what's the, the deal called <laughs> The American is that dream. what you're looking yeah. for? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm losing my losing my words. Do you think the American dream is a birthright? Do you think that just by the lottery luck of being born where you are or where you were, that the American dream is something that you're entitled to and others are not? Uh, no, no. I mean, I think. I mean, also if we're talking the American dream of like you know having a job and owning a house, I mean, I think that that dream is no longer alive i'm not gonna say really oh no i I don't think that i don't think the dream of my generation and and your generation and maybe younger is the same as our parents generation we're the same generation man i'm like three no i i I know i'm like three years older i'm I'm sorry i meant our generation and younger is that so hard i'm trying to say apparently my generation has national vote day which (laughs) that's embarrassing i'm gonna look it up after this i should just do it now but i don't want to do spend the time yes, here, but just um, election day, man. Okay, anyway, election. Day. So you think that our National. version of the American dream is fundamentally different from our parents? Yes, I do. I think that um, it's no longer uh, this. You know, it's no longer the dream to hold one job, retire at whatever sixty three and a half, and uh, have a pension and own a home and have two kids and a dog. Hmm. And you know, I, I, there is still a, a segment of probably a large segment of the population. That, that that's what they want. But I think that there's also a lot of people that <clears throat> are fine with changing jobs, aren't worried about retirement, don't necessarily need to own their home because they're going to move around. They want to move and live in different cities. Mm-hmm. So they're renting. Yeah, I, I rent. The deal is. Yeah. I, you're I, you're I right. Think that, I know. Yeah, we both rent. Yeah. And I mean, it's not necessarily because I'm like opposed to buying. It's just my like, life circumstances hasn't gotten me to buy a home yet. So I mean, by that you know, I'm not living the American dream then, if that's what you're... I think your version, what you're is, describing as American dream is know. a little bit more specified than I had imagined. I had just imagined that if you you put forth the requisite effort and you keep your head down and, and you, you can succeed, whereas in other places that opportunity is uh, it's not as prevalent, right? Like So I... Right, I, I see. Okay, yeah, you're just yeah. saying you raise um, yourself up. It, yeah. I guess the American dream does specifically have to be in America right? and in several other countries in most of the developed world. I think you can get a job and you can work and retire at 65 and, and that's a relatively normal expectation. So when I, talk, I think when you talk about the American dream, it's, it's really more of a macro view, macroscopic view look uh, aspect, but 
to, to describe it in the country. It's called the American dream. So, but my point is for places where that opportunity does not exist, it seems disingenuous to try and withhold that opportunity from them just because we think we have a birthright on opportunity and, and others, others. Right. Right. Because we were born here and because our ancestors came yeah. over a hundred years ago instead of now. Right. Or whatever. Probably within yeah, the last yeah. 200. I think for myself, it's, so, it's, that's the case. Um, the, the, I mean, we're not the only country that does this, obviously. Like Brexit, a large portion, you know, a large reason for that was their, you know, xenophobia. Yeah. So, and it's, so we're, we're not the only country that's doing this. In Europe, there's migrants everywhere too. So oh, yeah. Yeah. People that think that we're the only country that's dealing with people. No, I mean, all of Europe has the same problem. It's basically, you know, people in the third world and trying to come to the first world or, or developed, you know, West, the developed world, I guess. Right. Exactly. And, and, uh, and us as yeah, first world, exactly. The us in the developed world, uh, trying to stop them because we think that, you know, for whatever reason now we're getting too many. It it kind of, it just, when people talk about like uh, like desperate people are going to come here for seeking opportunity, people talk about like they're going to some 30 year old uh, woman who's only speaks Spanish and has a kid. How is she going to come and take your opportunity? Right? Like she's desperate for a better life. And if, if she takes an opportunity that you think you already had just by birthright, then that, that blows me away. But anyway, that's, well, I mean, if we're talking on the, you know, the right, the, the scare is that there is, a, you know, a lot of uh, Trump's supporters are you know, working class people for whatever reason. And you get, you know, immigrants can take um, manual labor yeah. jobs away. Right. So that's like the, the I, one they're in danger of. Where, whereas like, I mean, they're very likely not going to come in and, you know, immediately take over. High tech. Yeah you know somebody a high high technical job unless and and to be honest with you that's what actually all of the government wants is people coming in high highly skilled highly experienced oh, yeah. people so if they are taking those jobs that's actually like like a good thing yeah that um, helps for economic growth what it, exactly i think what it comes well one of the things that it comes down to because this is such a complex thing you can't say the only thing but it comes to if you if your grandfather was a coal miner and your father was a coal miner and you aspire to be a coal miner, at some point you have to acknowledge that the energy industry has shifted away from coal due to abundant natural gas and the marketplace and environmental concerns. And for whatever reason, coal is not as big as it was 50 and 100 years ago. I, I think it's obstinate to continue to insist that your way of life should never change and that if you're family history is doing job X that you should always be able to do job X. Like at no time was there a guarantee of, well, of things that wouldn't change. Change is constant, right? Like you shouldn't be surprised to change. No, you're right. I mean, coal mine is a great example just because you're right. Like the coal industry is, is going away. I mean, it's not, it's not dead by any means. There's still a lot of coal fired power plants, but um, the fact that we keep trying to prop up coal miners and then we're worried about people taking coal miners jobs. It's like, I mean, at some point we're going to shift away from that completely. And it, it, the sooner the better for the environment and for the economy, honestly, because it's, it's better, you know, natural gas is a cheaper, more clean alternative. Yeah. So 
you know, it's, there's no, (laughs) we're not helping ourselves. We're not helping anybody other than maybe the small guy that if we push them along a little bit to get a job in another industry. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm saying is if you're the small guy and all you've done with your life is, is something that uh, a a Haitian or a person from Nicaragua can come up and they can do that. Like that's on you. You need to improve your abilities. I don't have much sympathy if you're replaceable. It's like in baseball, you're, Asides Escobar was replacement level talent for the Kansas City Royals. Like anyone, well, any minor league free agent could have come along and done the job at the equivalent level. That's on Asides Escobar, right? Like he has no birthrights to that position. Although the Royals kept giving him the games, so that, right. that's a whole other deal. Anyway, anyway. Um, so th- this kind of reminds me of uh, I was watching The Office recently, the one where uh, they they come up with the uh, the Dunder Mifflin uh, internet site. You remember? And they, they pit Dwight versus the computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that just cracks me up sometimes. That, I, those I, were Ryan, Ryan the Temp uh, got hired and <laughs> yeah. as like the CEO or something and kept trying to get all the salespeople to input their sales into the internet. Yeah, he has a $200 yeah. haircut he's very proud of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Yeah, that's so, that pretty good. I will tell you that uh, I had to vote uh, absentee to Texas because even though I did move to, to Indiana, uh, I did not change my voter registration in time. Hmm. So I decided to forego the process because I didn't want to be, you know, in limbo. I, I wasn't sure. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'll just wait until after this and then I will go ahead and, and change to Indiana. So well, I, I voted Texas. Absentee. You're not hurting my feelings there. I, I know it's going to be incredibly difficult for a Democrat to win the statewide election in Texas. Uh, however, uh, I mean, so who actually likes Ted Cruz? I think Beto O'Rourke has a, a pretty decent chance, but I don't know. I, I really, I'm not, yeah. I haven't honestly followed it super close. Um, but that one, that one would shock. That would shock the 2015 version of myself that if Ted Cruz loses in a to a Democrat in Texas. That would shock. You know what's uh, ironic though is that Ted Cruz like hates Trump, but yeah, well, but like, uh, then, I mean, I don't know. I just find it ironic that there are plenty of Republicans that don't like Trump. You heard about Paul Ryan, like calling him and telling Trump to back off the immigration issue. Cause it, it wasn't working and to harp on the economic issue. Yeah. And Trump, humorous so, yeah i mean ignored it pretty much so yeah i think when paul um, ryan was uh what was he romney's vice presidential candidate i kind of liked him back then um i, I think he's kind of spineless but anyway yeah well okay so let me ask i think that's probably yeah go ahead go let ahead. me ask you a, an important question though uh what drink are you having right now or what's your your latest drink oh. of choice uh well right now i'm drinking the last two ciders that i have in the house because uh I was drinking uh, the other night uh, some mixed drinks that my wife made me. I have no idea what was in them, but um, they were pretty strong. I got kind of hammered off of like All right, so Golana. But right now, uh, so I've got a I've got a, a dinner date with another couple tonight at I don't know five thirty. So I'm figuring like I don't want to be too toasty. Mm. So all right, so ciders then. What about you? All right. Yes. Uh that was the answer. I have discovered um, and gone through a, a subsequent bottle of tequila. I've discovered what's called a Mexican mule, kind of a twist on the Moscow mule. Is it in a copper cup or is it yeah. in like a, a, wood, a wooden chalice? 
Uh, I had to go out and buy the copper uh, copper oh, okay. cup. Yeah, they're not cheap. They're yeah. like fifteen bucks a pop. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. But uh, copper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your your contribution was copper. That was what you have to say. Well, the copper is expensive. You know, you could have gone and raided a abandoned home for all of its copper out of its walls and built your own cup for cheaper. You don't value my my uh, hourly wage, do you? You think that you think that uh, it would the hours that it would have taken me to find an abandoned home, strip it of all its copper, melt it down into a cup form, and then cool it and do all the metallurgy processing that I clearly know how to do. You think that all of that time and labor investment would have equated to less than fifteen dollars per hour? You're the one that said it was expensive, so clearly it was actually underpriced. They could have charged you forty dollars probably, and you uh, would have paid it. Uh, I don't know. Fifteen dollars was probably about the correct price point. Uh, okay. I was going to get four, and then I realized they're fifteen dollars, so I got two. Well, I hope the manufacturers of the copper cup, you know, aren't listening right now because they'd be like, "Man, we're really underpricing this." Uh, but yeah. So the point is, the Mexican mule. It's got uh, some tequila, a little bit of Cointreau. Okay. I have no idea if I'm saying that correctly. Um, no, uh, some lime juice, and then you you shake it up in a shaker cup, which is uh, always a fun experience. Then strain it out and get some ginger beer in there. It's pretty tasty, man. Well, it does sound really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was when at- are we gonna like meet up here? I mean, we don't have to do this on the air, but like, I, I really am not. I'm interested in meeting Miranda, but this this Mexican mule sounds really interesting too. I'd like you to just make me one. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll figure. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, maybe Christmas. Let's, you know, let's the- do Christmas morning okay. with each other. Uh, that sounds perfect. Actually, I sure have to work that day. Really appreciate it. I have to work that day. Uh, so do I, actually. All right. We'll both be in Pennsylvania. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So speaking of not being in Pennsylvania, uh, tell us about that European vacation that you just took. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if I talked about too much in the podcast, but uh, it was, I don't know, a couple of months ago, went to uh, Amsterdam and then uh, Paris. And I then think it's called Paris. Lyon. Yeah, Paris. No, you're right. I've been mispronounced. That's probably why they didn't yeah. like me there. But um, and then Lyon and then Geneva. Uh, pretty pretty big, like two Which, weeker. Uh, was tell us for, where Lyon. That's where's Lyon. So Lyon is in um, eastern uh, uh, France. It's their second largest city. Um, oh no shit! <laughs> but nobody knows about it in America because oh. we're all dumb. But. Um, and it's not just you. I was like, Leon, hmm, what's that? You know, yeah. but it's, it's their, uh, culinary capital actually. So they have a lot of like, uh, a lot of their really, uh, famous restaurants are actually in Lyon over Paris. Hmm. But, um, so it was, it was nice. Uh, I was there when it was hot. Um, you know, they, they do not value air conditioning like Americans hmm. do, Okay, which I was that's, not, I was not comfortable for like two that's weeks straight. Yeah, it sucked. But um, I really liked Amsterdam. I thought Amsterdam was awesome. Had a blast there. I think a lot of that was like ease of transportation and um, just getting getting around was much easier. I mean, it's obviously a smaller town than yeah. than Paris. But I went to Paris, uh, picked up my dad and sister, and you know. Oh really? I had yeah, this with you. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, so just, you know, my dad trying to keep up with us, he's got like replaced hip and knee. It was, it was kind of a disaster. Uh, luckily he'll probably never listen to this, but he, he was like, 
you know, the, the, we're taking trains everywhere and the connections in the trains are not like a convenient, uh, like connection. They're still like, you still have to walk like half a mile (laughs) underground to get to swap trains. Do you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) the connections in the trains are not like easy connections. I think think that's the reproduction of your previous sentence. Thanks, Brian. Um, but you know, I'm used to like, uh, like, (laughs) I'm used to like Japan. Well, it's not the best color man in the game for nothing, folks. (laughs) I I need to watch Rockmire. So I need to watch season two. Yeah. Uh, well, I was trying to find it the other day and it's not, I I couldn't find it for free. So I was like, okay. Oh yeah. It's probably not on Hulu yet. But uh, I am on like episode five of of Better Call Saul though. I I couldn't. (sighs) Yeah. I'm pretty you're, happy with it. You're about to wait behind. So you're but, still in season one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's but, about to get really good. You know, I mean, it is. It starts off really good. She doesn't want to watch it. So, like, I'm yeah. basically on my own whenever I <laughs> have free. But uh, the one where he's, I think it was like episode two, where he's uh, negotiating, like, the two skateboarders like lives basically. Oh yeah. And he, you know, breaks it down to like breaking their legs. I couldn't stop laughing. I don't know why it was so funny. Just like him in the middle of this desert, like, yeah, what, what about one leg? What, what are we? He's know? negotiating like, the, the, the severity of the broken legs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, that is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll sum up. Amsterdam was really good. Um, Paris, I think, could have been better, but I think part of our circumstances, there's like a wedding and family and running all around. It was just, you know, I was there when they won the World Cup and it was it was just like everything was going on. Um, didn't love Paris as much as maybe other people might. That's because um, you keep calling it Paris and not Paris. That's, yeah. that's true. That's I mean, probably true. When you go to Atlanta, you don't say I'm in Atlanta. You say I'm in the ATL. Well, I say the dirty bird. Yeah, that's also so, it's like people from the north yeah. they go to New Orleans. And I'm like, where? Well, I don't know that city. I know New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. New Orleans. I'm familiar with that place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, if we went back, I would. I think I'd rather do Paris in a, a cooler mm-hmm. climate, um, maybe off tourist season. That that would be my recommendation to the listener. Um, you were there in like August. Yeah, it was like August. It was, okay. it was pretty hot, you know. So. But yeah, uh, what about you, man? What do you what have you been up to? I've uh, had a few weekend trips lately. Um, in August, uh, a girlfriend and I went with her family to the Jersey Shore. Uh, when I was a teenager in Alaska, I, I don't think I ever realized that the the Jersey Shore was a tourist destination. I I think I was trapped in the 1980s uh, stereotype of uh, New Jersey being like a toxic wasteland, and I didn't imagine that anyone would. As it turns out, no, it's not. Um, so we went to Ocean City, New Jersey, which is about 10 miles south of Atlantic City. Um, we were there for the week. Is there gambling there also? No. Ocean City, New Jersey is uh, what the locals call a dry town, uh, which no well, you can bring it in. Uh, I think. Or, or no water. You're not allowed to drink I mean, water. what's the difference? Which, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did bring in some <laughs> – I brought in like some vanilla-flavored bourbon or something like that, and uh, the family um, – Thought I, I think they might have thought I was an alcoholic um, because I brought in a single <laughs> bottle of bourbon for a week long vacation. Uh, which, yeah, that's <laughs> is it now? Uh, so we were there for a week. We had it was very nice, man. Um, it was a week of just going to the beach every single day and working on the tan. 
you know that vacation time travel experience where you're on the second day and you think to yourself, like, I, I've, I've still got six more glorious days and this is amazing. And then like time flashes forward and you think to yourself, oh, I've been here for five days and I've still got two more days. How do I only have two more days? And then you, you blink and you're like, it's time to go. Like, we just got here. Um, but it was very nice. Um, I think that's kind of a good vacation. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was also also nice. It, I kind of did enjoy, honestly, the fact that it was dry because it meant we could have some drinks in the house that they rented or we rented. Um, but you know, we weren't getting blotto. And I'm, honestly, I'm at the age where I'm not getting blotto anymore anyway. Um, uh, so in addition to that, um, I've done some weekend trip to Pittsburgh. I went to watch the week two, or I'm sorry, we went to watch the week two NFL game where the Chiefs went to uh, Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. So we did a weekend trip uh, there, and then I did a weekend trip up to uh, Boston and saw some of uh, my girlfriend's uh, friends up there. So, well, oh, she did she live up there? No, or? her friends from college had moved up there previous, and so we stayed with them. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was both both real good times. I really enjoy Pittsburgh. I not so much the Steelers. They personally, they're one of my hated uh, teams and fan bases. But the city itself is, I think, a pretty awesome town. It's gorgeous. It's a, uh, it's kind of hip. Um, it's pretty. Like I, I enjoy the city itself. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm obviously I work uh, out of Pittsburgh is where my the office is, and interned there for a summer, so I've been there frequently. I, I mean, it's a nice city. It's, it's not super big, you know, but there it seems like there's a lot to do. And, um, I mean, we we went there together. You remember we yeah. we walked across the city uh, like idiots and. I think we covered a good like nine or ten miles that day. I think yeah, we, yeah. if you haven't heard of it, the Permanente Brothers, the the sandwich joint, it's yeah, overrated. Yeah. You you don't need uh, to go to the Permanente Brothers. It's totally agree. Yeah. So just I'll, I'll sum up uh, Pittsburgh food. They put French fries on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, They're not even that good at French fries. They're soggy. No, no. It's just it's it's worth skipping. Don't even worry about the Permanente Brothers. No. Nah. folks, <laughs> folks, <laughs> <laughs> friends and loved but, ones uh, who live in. <laughs> yeah so well that's i know you you invited me to go to that chiefs game and you know at the time i i, I was like close to pulling the trigger but then i was like ah, it's like a six hour drive and then i think i had to i had to dry, go back to work like the mm-hmm. on that tuesday so it was just like lana wasn't yeah. super into it we so. uh we pulled the trigger and got some kind of actually i was pretty pleased i think we spent about 225 per ticket so just just two tickets uh-huh. uh we were in the fourth row uh, right behind the Chiefs bench, uh, honestly, at like the forty-five yard line, I was I was pretty blown away at how cheap I was able to get those. To me, very very good tickets, um, and so it was, was a blast. It, you were so close that like you would blink and like Tyree Kill would just be gone. Like, <laughs> like, like where's Tyree Kill? Like uh, he just went to get some water. Like what? what? Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, no, it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I could have, um, yeah, it was, it was. I like the the Pittsburgh uh, stadium, um, and then of course Pat Mahomes well threw for six touchdowns that day, and the Chiefs won. Uh, they won the first time yeah. in Pittsburgh since like 1990 or some. So I uh, that I, you know that does transition us very well into our Mahomes and Chiefs talk, but I, I do have to put a, an interlude in here. So I've I've been asked by uh, a couple of our listeners to specifically talk about a, a pickup basketball game that happened. Um, All right, I have I have some questions for you. Okay, go ahead. Because I think you were going to briefly, and I, I this is it deserves 
uh, deeper dive than I think you were anticipating. Okay. So right, was this in Texas or Indianapolis or where no, this was this was, game? This was actually in Pennsylvania. So it was, uh, it, it was some of my coworkers. Uh, we all got off at, at night um, on the rigs and we all met up and played the three on three basketball game. Okay. And, and so describe the facility. Is this like a YMCA or like a high school gym or is this like an outdoor tennis court with like a metal hoop? It was outdoor metal hoop. Um, windy, you know, double Ooh. rim. Yeah. One of those numbers. Yeah. Those, and being an outside shooter myself, uh, those outside rims are, are frustratingly difficult. You, I don't know why it is. Difficult. You shoot the exact same shot inside and outside, and five times out of 10 inside, it'll go in, and three times out of 10 outside, it'll go in. I don't understand the mechanics of it, but it's true. We need to get, uh, John Brinkus of, uh, of sports science on that. I'm sure there's something, some sort of, uh, you know, double rim wind thing yeah. going I think on it's a smaller interior radius on the outside rims. I don't know. Yeah. That's probably true. Oh, it's certainly, yeah. Yeah. All right, so three on yeah. three, post-work, co-workers, outside, outside rim and back conditions. That's, that's exactly. okay. Now, now so, describe the, without being too, uh, whatever, describe the demographics of your co-workers. What age range and weight uh, body types are you playing against? Okay, so... Um, I'd say I I think we were probably all between the ages of like 25 to 40. Okay, so no old men and no well, um, 25 is pretty young, so no old men and no, uh, no. Okay, I think the youngest guy was probably in his late 20s. Would be my guess. Well, no, no, no. We had one dude that was that was young, probably 23, and everybody else was probably my age or or, or around. Be all right, guess. so comparable age ranges then. I, I don't know exact ages. Yeah, comparable. There, there was nobody that was, you know, considerably more athletic or due to right, age. So, so no, like a, so. a obese or rail thin stick figures. Like, okay, all right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, yeah, three on three. So just to give you like a, a background of, so you know, we have Chevron, and then some I, of the, the guys that played were from Baker Hughes, and then a couple people from. Um, it, you, it, it bears mentioning that you work at a. I work on a, a, a drilling rig. Yeah, an oil rig. So, so you, so you're one of the poisoners who's pulling Mother Earth's resources out. Yeah, exactly. Natural, natural we gas, actually, right? In the case, we actually frack the the earth and then get the oil out and then just dump it over the side. So yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure that's good for the water table. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we don't all work for the same company, right? And 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 you know, I'll be honest. So I, at the time, I I had I was moonlighting on another rig. Um, and they called me and they were like, Hey, yeah. you know, we, uh, we've got, uh, we're going to go play basketball. You want to come meet us? And I was like, heck yeah. So I'm driving there. It's actually, this was, uh, this was my birthday and it was like the day of my birthday. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> like, ah, I understood it the first basketball. time when you said this was my birthday. You didn't have to clarify by saying the day of my birthday. <laughs> okay. Wait, so this was an annual celebration of the birthday that you were it, born on. It was the the day that I was, uh, you know, popped out of my mother's womb. That's that's what happened. So the day of birth, um, sometimes called the birth, the birthday day of birth. Yeah, that should be a thing. Like uh-huh. like vote if, day. If I was, you know, if I was Jesus, it would have been December twenty fifth. Right. But it was not that day. Are you saying? Does that clarify it for you? No, no, I understand the social construct. Okay, so. Uh, I drive over there, and I'm honestly so I'm I'm sitting here. None of us have ever played any sport with each other mm. uh, or, I'm, that I'm aware of. So I, I'm thinking uh, I haven't played basketball in a couple months, but 
I think I'm way better than all these people. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of what's going through my head. Like I'm just going to smoke them. I wonder how easy I'm going to have to take it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Probably thinking start off at like 75% intensity. Right. Like don't yeah. get too intense. No. Right. No. Which is a, always a problem for me. So <laughs> uh, we show up and we, we make teams. Have you ever swung a punch on the basketball court? Well, yeah, but not that, not this day. So <laughs> you say it like it's ridiculous. Like the question in itself is ridiculous. Well, yeah. I feel like anybody that's played basketball for a, a large portion of their life, maybe not having taken a swing, but has been in a fight. If you have not been in a fight and you've played basketball for a large portion of your life, I, I just don't believe that. Like everybody's been in a fight. Mm. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure of it. Well, let me ask so. you a better question. In the past yeah. calendar year, in 12 months preceding this date, have you been in a basketball fight? Mm-hmm. I don't believe so, no. But you're not positive. No, there was something. Like, uh, <laughs> I, didn't do it was, I didn't do anything, though. Uh, a, a little... Um, a little kid did not, uh, not little kid, but you're a, a 30 year old man who's got a four year degree. You're a veteran of the United <laughs> States military. You're married. Uh-huh. And in the past year, you, I think we're getting too far, too far afield here, Brian. So I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about this basketball game. So, uh, it was, we ended up playing Chevron versus, uh, the, the, the other, the other guys. So it was me and, uh, Two other guys. One of them is like young, really athletic, like played soccer. I'm pretty hopeful. I'm like, oh, he's going to be good. And then we've got the tallest. Mm, that dude. doesn't have shit to do with how good he is at basketball. No, no. It, I come to realize that quickly. But um, yeah. the other guy is like the tallest guy in the court. And so feeling pretty good about it. And they've got like the shortest dude. And they've got uh, – so this other guy, his name's Kelvin. He, he's got to weigh 300, but not like – He's like a solidly built dude. All right. Like just, you know, he's he's probably 6'4", six, 6'3". Six, he's big. He's tall. He's big. Um, big dude. You know, doesn't move super fast. But, yeah, big All dude. Right. You know, so he's on the other team. I'm like, you know, who knows what he's going to bring. And then an, another guy who is, I, I thought was very athletic, but not basketball athletic, right. was on the other team. So you thought you had the athletic <laughs> advantage, except for Kelvin. I, I definitely did. All right. Yeah, which, I mean, who knows? So, right. Kelvin was on the other team, right. So, turns out, well, Kelvin sets the best screens I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Wait, so you, you just described yeah. him as a big motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I'm guarding uh, their, their, their short guy who's pretty quick. And, you know, he, he looked pretty good, but I thought I'd be able to take him. Well, Kelvin's yeah. just setting screens left and right. And, like, I'm, <laughs> I can't even, like, I can't I'm, get around him. It's this I like Kelvin getting, immediately. Oh yeah, he's getting <laughs> wide open shots, just completely wide yeah. open, and like he's not hitting them all down, but enough that like it's aggravating me. But right, so like he's still shooting outside. How quickly is your rage building program. that people are not calling out these screens by Kelvin? Like every I, what I'm imagining, well, it's not. It's not that like you can't miss it. It's just like we had never played basketball together, so it's like it's pretty hard to play a team defense with like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, switch, or you know what I mean? It, I'm imagining that, that the guy you're guarding like, goes right, and then you go to shadow him, and they just run into a, a like a brick wall, and you bounce off to the. Oh, yeah, I'm like, imagining that you're getting up and, times, and screaming like, yeah. out, "You got to call that shit out for me!" And then, 
And then after that, I'm imagining. No, no, I was really like, trying to just switch that know, action, and then I'll deny the high post entry. Like I'm imagining you're calling this out, and these guys are staring at you like. No, no, I, 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 like, I was keeping it pretty cool, but uh, so Christopher, uh, Christopher Dix, that's the guy's name that uh, was. That's a, the the short guy that was just. That's an me. unfortunate name. We call him Dicky. Um, no shit. Yeah, yeah, he should. He was okay. just destroying me, like on on these. <laughs> You know, he, he he could get past me occasionally, but for the most part, like, I blocked him a couple times. Like, if if it had been one-on-one, would have been fine, you okay. know? But, like, I he was just getting amazing screens, and then he made all the shots. Like, he was hitting a lot of shots. So, he was doing way better than me. Like, right. way outplaying me. So, Team Chevron was doing... Well, the, the, on the plus side, uh, our, our tall guy, Matt, was... Uh, he was destroying his guy who was guarding him. So that worked really right. well. And then, uh, and then the, we had, uh, two guys, one on each team that were, um, not basketball players. Like you could tell they were athletic, but just yeah. weren't great at basketball. Basketball's, so that was, that was like irritating. Basketball is that skill teams, where if you grew up bouncing a ball and playing pickup basketball when you were 10 and 12 and 14 years old, if you grew up that way, your athleticism, matters a little bit less but if you didn't it doesn't particularly matter how quick or fast or strong you are yeah thank god for my own ability (laughs) like that's that's how i am able to play yeah yeah because you're not athletic at all but (laughs) no i'm not no (laughs) but you have good hand-eye coordination so it works out well but yeah i can still stay on the court so the one guy that was probably the most athletic on the court um was on our team but just not basketball athletic and uh, I was probably getting, I was probably a little bit vocal, vocally irritated with him <laughs> in retrospect, you know. I know you were, Paul. I, I, was, know. I know. And I felt yeah. horrible afterwards. Like, because I, you know, we, I think we lost that game and then we switched teams. Um, I don't remember what we switched teams to, but my, my team won like 15 to 1. So it, it, I think we got, oh, that's right. We, we, we got the 300 pound Kelvin on our team. Hmm. And, the, the giant screener that he, he could also post up really well. Like he was the deciding factor. I, I honestly, I think he was the, so Kelvin didn't, if you lose, have him on your team, you win. Yeah, Kelvin didn't lose that day. No, he didn't. All right. No, I still remember the first, Everybody else did. like the one of the first times I met you, uh, I'd just been on the GW, the George Washington, the ship uh, for probably a few weeks, maybe a month after that. And anyway, like I got invited to like a divisional basketball game and I'd been playing a lot in my previous ship. And uh, my team was losing, but I remember you got by. I remember you jumped for either a layup or a rebound, and you clearly jumped like much higher than I did. And I decided that I wasn't going to stand for that shit. And uh, while you were in the air, I gave you a, a let's say like a seventy you percent know, power nudge, um, like a check. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Well, really, it was a box out if you want to call it a fundamental term. I boxed you out while you were in the air. Um, it, I did not anticipate it affecting you as much as it did. Uh, what I actually did was... Uh, yeah, it turns out you can't maintain your position when you aren't touching Yeah, you. well, really, I was trying Weird. to box you out, but you already jumped. And uh, and so I knocked you... While you were in the midair, I knocked you off your balance, and you came down hard on your hip, which is not what I anticipated. I really thought I was just boxing you out. Anyway, you uh, popped up, and I thought you were going <laughs> to punch me. Uh, you popped up, and you just went up. I was, went I to the top out. of the key and just said it's our ball, and uh, I was like, "Oh fuck, uh, this guy, he's uh, he's pretty pissed." I don't know how we uh, bridged that and became friends, but uh, I, know, I guess we did. No, I think I think the fact that like we were like two of the 
five people in the division that played basketball oh, yeah. ended up <laughs> ended up getting past it. So Yeah, no, I was I was pretty aware. It was like it was that moment of regret about a half second after you do a thing. You, you know, you I checked you and I didn't anticipate you you getting quite thrown as as far as you did and then you popped up and I was like, Oh fuck. Uh <laughs> it was that moment of like either this- week week two in the division. I'm uh yeah, I'm not like either friends. this guy's about to punch me, or you know, better case, uh, he just hates my fucking guts. Uh, in any way, like uh, this is not going well. No. no. All right, so yeah. uh, so Kelvin, Kelvin was the key to yeah. uh, winning pickup pickup games that day. Oh yeah. So Kelvin was the key. I, I think Dicky was probably the best player on the court. Matt was really good. Um, you know, I was probably middle of the road there. I didn't play awesome, but. Uh, I, I firmly believe had we had an indoor rim and uh, I'd had Kelvin on my team the whole time, <laughs> would have won every, you know, I hope, I hope Dickie listens to this. Dickie, we play one-on-one, take you every time. So. All right. All right. Anyway. Uh, Dickie, what I would recommend <laughs> is to, uh, you try to get him in the post so. and give him some elbows and just get him a little bit irritated, which isn't difficult. And then once he gets irritated, they'll just uh, try and attack you more than the rim and, it's a it's a mind game when you play Paul. Uh, he, he, yeah, he's faster uh, and probably a better basketball player than I am. But it's a mind game, and yeah, it is a mind game, and uh, that's where yeah. your, your hopes reside for immediately. So post basketball game, I went and got uh, a, a Chick Fil A uh, shake, and and just thought about how bad of a person I am for yelling at people on a hmm. pickup basketball game with my coworkers. So yeah, that was fun. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so just to wrap up, no hard feelings with any of the coworkers post pickup. No, no. I think I, I think every, everybody's good. You know, I think we we are trying to talk about playing soccer next because, like, as it, it's completely the opposite. Like, I am athletic, but not soccer athletic. So, like, I hmm. <laughs> I will be in the I will not be able to play soccer very well. So Which I think is we're odd to me to because like you're 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 kind of fast. Like, I think that would be your game. Yeah, I, you know, I just never got into it. So, like, I'm not, you know, I can run and keep with somebody, but, like, I don't have any ball skills at all. You know, like, I could play defense right. probably pretty well, but, yeah. All right. So, gay porn's not your thing. I got it. Um, so, anyway. Let me, at your, at your side, do you, do you guys have, there. like, a ping pong table or anything? Like, what do you guys do in your downtime? We did on the drill ships, but uh, not on oh, the man. land rigs. Uh, there's not not really I, i'll be honest ping pong's though. my shit like uh i i get you very happy you would have been good on the drill I, yeah I, I get i look forward to it miranda's dad has a ping pong table in his basement and he's talking shit and I, i'm looking forward to the opportunity where i can uh serve the ball down his throat not that he you know is a bad guy or anything but like uh he's talking he's talking shit and he uh, needs it though right he, it's got my competitive ire uh, I bet you he's good. No. He's got one in his basement. You know he's good. No, no, it's been covered in shit every single time I'll go down there. It's it, it's okay. covered in dust and no, no, no. It, it, All right. So it's not an active use then. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I, I my my dorky history and childhood history of playing ping pong in the basement uh, has given me at least a sense of confidence that uh, has merited unwavering amounts of testosterone in my middle age. Uh, the point is, I really want to beat. My girlfriend's father in ping pong, and I'm gonna, and uh, that's what that. Is, what does she think about this? What does Miranda think? Uh, she's hopeful for my victory. Yeah. Um, oh, she's on. She, she's on your side then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. 
I mean, wouldn't wouldn't it be weird? Would it be weirder if she was hoping for her dad to beat me? Like, that seems. Well, I don't know if you if you were aggressively talking shit about her dad. I mean, well, only maybe. like to her and to you and to the podcast listeners. Like to her dad, I've been you know the requisite uh, good guy. Oh, we'll see who goes. Right. I'm, so he's he's not a listener then. Uh, not to my knowledge, but I guess maybe. Yes. Okay. What, what's your dad's name? Uh, Dave. Dave. All right. Well, yeah. Dave, if you, if you ever listen, um, I really hope you beat Brian. What? So. The... <laughs> what's up, man? Well, you've got Miranda on your side. He's Dave's. He he's got to have somebody in his corner. You know. He's got a wife. I don't know her. You know, She's I don't know Miranda professor. either. So. So she's, she's the white, the stepmom's a college professor. Dave's the dad. Uh, now that means a lot in ping pong fandom. That's fair. All right, I see your point. Uh, so here's my own odd proclivity. Uh, so we were both in the navy. I was in the navy for ten years. Uh, got out as a D seven, which is a chief. Uh, I started dating Miranda, and I found out her father was also in the navy. Her, uh, he was in the navy for like twenty something years, and he was a commander. Ooh, yeah, it's Ooh. a big deal. Commander, is that a weird dynamic? No, not really. I'm telling you why. So I, I, like first or second date, she said, yeah, my dad was in the Navy, but he retired when she was like, like six or seven years old. And so she doesn't remember that much. Um, uh, and then I found out he was a commander, which, which is a big deal. That's a high ranking officer and that's, that's not easy to get. And so for like a tiny little bit, I was duly impressed. And then I found out Uh-oh. he was in the supply. Oh, he was the supply chain guy. I had the exact same reaction. <laughs> I had, thank you for that. So authentic and original. I had the exact same reaction. They, she said, Oh yeah. Or he was a supply officer. I met him and he was in supply. And that's when I immediately lost any and all respect for this, for the rank officer rank that he had achieved. Um, I don't give a flying. That sounds fuck. horrible, but it's very true. Give, yeah. No. no, we didn't care about it. I have zero respect for a supply divisional officer. Um, that is not. Yeah, I don't even know. It's not register on my things to be impressed like, by. Yeah. 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 You know, he's probably getting a good retirement. So. Oh no, it's no, nice. I, he is. He's getting a good uh, pension and all that stuff, and and yeah. and he's he's not a bad guy. And and what I'm talking about now has nothing to do with my personal feelings, but. Uh, Great guy. Don't worry about the commander. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Not he's not intimidated by a commander in the supply division or supply chain. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, let's uh, let's move on to uh, you know let's talk about Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> we kind of touched on him a little bit. Um, so I, I I've watched I believe two games. I think I watched the the Patriots game with him, and I think I watched one other. I can't remember. And Mahomes and the Chiefs, right? So I mean, it, for the podcast, the the avid listener, you'll remember Brian <laughs> was on Patrick Mahomes before the season started. Yeah. Right. He he was a uh, all in. He you know. And I was skeptical. Well, I, I and it turns out I understand your I initial wrong. skepticism. It should I should also say in our in our fantasy league I picked up Mahomes before the season started. Not that it did me any good because um, my team was doing shitty, but uh, that's just to show you where I'm put my put my money where my mouth Maybe. is. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I'm watching, you know, watching this offense go and. I, I'm, you know, from an outsider's perspective, I'm having trouble differentiating how much of it is Mahomes, how much of it is, uh, like all the playmakers, and how much of it is Andy Reid. Because let's be honest here, right? So last year, 
Alex Smith had like started the season off like he was the NFL MVP. A yeah. given didn't wasn't doing it quite like Mahomes is doing it, but ba- very similar. The offense looked amazing. He's getting all these playmakers. They're doing crazy shit. Now, obviously, it slowed down and, and it wasn't, but it, he still had a great year, right? Yeah. In the scheme of things, yeah. Alex Smith did. So, you know, now you bring in a more talented guy as far as arm strength and speed and stuff, and he's doing better. But so how much of that in your mind, if you took out Mahomes and put in another, you know, I, I, I don't want to use Alex Smith because he was just in there, but if, uh, another above average quarterback, do you think that quarterback succeeds still? Maybe not six touchdowns, but do you think that quarterback is still doing awesome, or is this all Mahomes? What's your What's your take? You're absolutely right. Uh, it's It's a combination. I mean, the Chiefs' offense is uh, w- without hyperbole. It's historically good. I don't want to say historically great. Uh, that might be the case. Uh, I think if you and I compared historical offenses in our lifetime, I think you'd look at the Rams from what, like nineteen. 19- 99 or 2000 with Kurt Warner. I think you had like the 2007 Patriots with Randy Moss and obviously Brady. Um, I'm not sure what other offenses leap off the page. Uh, I'm not. That Colts cer- offense where, uh, I know I'm a Colts fan, obviously, but the one where Manning set the touchdown record. Wasn't that um, when he was with the Broncos? No, no, that, that was uh, the, the Colts year. He set the single season touchdown record and then he broke it later too. Okay. He, right. He so- said. I didn't, he yeah, said I didn't, it like the yeah. first one in the, and he they were like they were scoring like five touchdowns a game. Yeah, that was a pretty stellar offense. So yeah, when, anyway, the, when Manning set reset his single season touchdown with the Broncos, maybe that one too. Um, I guess we'll probably Manning with the Colts. I I'm not positive yet that you can put the this year's Chiefs in that conversation. I think you can. Um, you can if you want to. It's up to you. Uh, so to give credit to Mahomes. You're right. It is partly Andy Reid and his offensive schemes that cannot be denied. There's a healthy percentage that goes to the talent that the Chiefs offense has, be it Kelsey or Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, who was like the fourth overall pick, is the number four option. Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill. And it it doesn't fall off. Like They still got Chris Conley and Demarcus Robinson as as the number four and five. Yeah, Kelsey's amazing. Even Spencer Ware, who last year or like two years ago, I think was in the top 10 in NFL rushing. He's the backup. Uh, He's doing really well. Um, That guy doesn't get a break, man. Wasn't wasn't he – what was the dude – your running back's name? It was awesome. He was Jamal Charles' backup, right? Yeah. And then Charles like retires or Mm -hmm. leaves or whatever. And then Spencer Ware's like, it's my show, but then he gets hurt. And now, now he's yeah, so just the briefest, yeah, Jamal Charles, who is one of my favorite all-time Chiefs, uh, got hurt two seasons in a row. Spencer Ware was an undrafted free agent out of LSU. Uh, first year, uh, he did very well. The second year, um, he shared it with this guy named Charcandic West, uh, who's been cut since then. Um, and then last year, after we drafted uh, Kareem Hunt in the preseason, uh, Spencer Ware got hurt and was out for the year. So, yeah, he... You're right. He can't quite catch a break, but I think that's the position, the NFL running back position. Like that's, I mean, it's, it's no, you're right. yeah. the position itself is so kind of, I won't say it's devalued because running backs are still scoring a lot of touchdowns and getting yards. So the, the position itself still is, is important to offenses. However, the obtaining the talent to fill that position, I think is easier than historically uh, precedent. 
and then historical president. Yeah, I think I think the big deal is that the difference between like the top tier running backs and yeah the average running back has closed so much that you, you can get an average to good running back and he's going to yeah. produce like look at uh, Pittsburgh with James Conner. Like, I mean, Connor's good, I, I, but he's, I don't think he's as good as Le'Veon Bell. Oh, but yes. He's I mean, putting up numbers. Yeah. Just the like talent Le'Veon Bell did. is there, but the numbers are similar. You know, and at a price point. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, why would, why would you pay Le'Veon Bell? What can you get James Conner at, at shit? Like under a I'm sixth sure he's under of a the price. I don't, I don't know what he is, but. He's not. He's not making the same, right? So no. I mean, yeah. Spencer Ware was undrafted. Uh, Kareem Hunt was third round. Yeah. Alvin Kamara was third round. I mean, I know Ezekiel Elliott and um, who's the guy in uh, New York? Saquon. Saquon. Saquon yeah. yeah, I know that they are amazing talents. But if you have a top five pick, like why? Why spend it on running back when you can get? Yeah, I mean, would you rather have? Patrick Mahomes and say Kareem Hunt, or would you rather have Saquon Barkley? Oh God, are you kidding? Is this a real you, question? You know what I mean? So no, that's my point yeah. exactly. So because and, and you know obviously that's those picks aren't exactly right, but you've got a third rounder and a late a mid tenth. mid first they, rounder. They, the Chiefs traded up with the Bills oh. to uh, take him tenth. So here's a more interesting question. Uh, let's imagine an alternative world where the Bills stayed with their pick and the Bills took Pat Mahomes by themselves with the 10th overall pick. Do you think Pat Mahomes is what he is now on the Buffalo Bills with that coaching staff and that talent? No, so that... I agree. I agree. This goes to, to my point a little bit, that I think Mahomes is in a great situation, and I think what this will allow him to do is develop into a good... You know, he's great now, but he's going to develop to when... Andy Reid inevitably gets fired for not winning the Super Bowl. Oh, I don't know. Um, I think he's bought himself. At least, he's got at least three or four more tries with Pat Mahomes. You're probably right. But I, I, I just think, you know, I think Andy Reid's proven that he's an, a great regular season coach and, yes. and a, a subpar postseason coach. And and obviously well, that that's how it is until you until you win it, right? But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that Reid is probably three seasons away from you know early early super, early playoff exits to him being fired, and I know that sounds ridiculous considering where they are right now, but I just I think that's how it is when when you have a great team but you can't win it. Like you have to win one to buy yourself time. Yeah. So uh, I so I I think that well clearly the Chiefs this season are flawed in their their defense. However, maybe it gets which is so weird. That's like. The Chiefs are usually awesome. You know, it's you know? Justin Houston is not as good as he used to be, and Eric Berry has a heel issue that has caused him to not play a single down this season, and he missed all of last season due to a ruptured ACL. I'm sorry, uh, Achilles. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of the defensive coordinator, although I don't think that the problems lie with him. My, my point is, I think that... In the next four years, I honestly think that the Chiefs will win a Super Bowl. And I've never in my life been able to say that legitimately. I, I think that these things come down to odds. And what I'm saying is that I think they have a 25% chance of winning this year or 25% chance of winning next year. And at some point in the next four years, I think it will happen. Um, well, you got to think their defense can only get better because it's horrible right now. <laughs> well, it's, it's, and yeah, it's bottom third. It's horrible. 
Well, they, yeah. should I be proud? The thing is, is you know, Kelsey's not super old yet, right? 20, well, he's twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Kelsey, yeah, okay. Because he's, I he's think spent like four years in Cincinnati, and okay. But I don't think twenty nine. You can assume that he'll be okay. No, I think he'll be okay for another couple years. Tyreek Hill's I, I, the thing about speed is, I mean, all you have to lose is a step, and you're no longer the same guy. But, um, I mean, look, Sproles was doing yeah. it until he was like. Technically, he, he is. Yeah, he's so with the Eagles still. Possible, but I don't, you know. I'm not sure if he's even active. But yeah. But I, I think their offense will remain somewhat awesome. So if their defense improves, uh, yeah. they will only get better, right? So they've got the, – the, my, my thing is, you know, I hate the Patriots, but I think as long as Tom Brady's in the league, um, I, I think you're going to have to go into Foxborough probably to win. And, I, I mean, I know right now I think the Pats have a worse record, but I'm sure – I'm sure in the end they'll have the same record and the Pats will have the tiebreaker, right? And then you'll have to go into Foxborough in December to win. Really? And I just I don't mm-hmm. think that'll happen. No. I, I hate to break your ball. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you. I, mean, I, I could be very wrong. Uh, I, it, I it's preposterous to, to pretend that I know what's going to happen because clearly no one does. That's, that's the nature of it. No, no, we don't know. Right but – uh, I'm more, what I can say is that I'm more optimistic now than at any time in my previous life, in my lifetime as a Chiefs fan. Um, I, 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 so here's my perspective. Uh, my entire lifetime going against Manning or Elway or Brady or Roethlisberger, um, I always felt like for the Chiefs to win, they had to put together some perfect combination and hope that the other team was off. And it, it never happened. Clearly, they haven't won Super Bowl in my lifetime, so it never happened. Um, I feel that the card is flipped, and now for them to, for some other team to win, they have to put together that perfect combination of X, Y, and Z, and right. and that can't happen. Like you, like Mahomes would have to have a pretty bad yeah. game, right? Because I feel like Mahomes could throw two, two. I'm not going to say three. I think he could throw two interceptions. And you guys could still win by yeah double digits. Well, he's, like that's how you know what I'm he's, saying. So like, I, I know he's not doing that. But. You started this off with: is it the coaching, or is it the talent, or is it Mahomes? And the complex answer is: it's all three. Right. So even if Mahomes was having a bad day, like the coaching and the scheming is going to get him some wide open uh, receiver receivers. Right. You're, you're going to get like Tyree Kill in space for a five yard outlet that'll gain twenty yeah. yards. Or, or, like, that'll, that's probably going to happen. Yeah. Like or. You, the, the scheming gives him some easy things that I think other teams j- just don't have. And then there's the talent. So if he t- he can throw it to Kelsey for a five-yard bubble screen and it goes for 25 yards, they they completed like a, a third and 18 on a, a drop. I'm sorry, a screenplay to Spencer Ware. He's the backup running back. How many like third and 18s actually get completed? Like that's that's that is a little bit on him, yeah. but that's on the, the talent and the, the coaching. And so my my point is that. For any one of those three elements to have a bad day, there's still two other sides of that triangle that could pick up the team. And and so that's why I'm optimistic. Well, that and I really do think that Pat Mahomes is just a gifted quarterback, both physically and mentally. Um, so that's why I'm optimistic about him and the Chiefs. And that's why I think that there's, there's I think, a Super Bowl trophy in the next three or four years. Now, I don't necessarily know if that's going to be this year or 
when it's going to happen, but I think that the chances are much higher than at any time in my life. Well, it's exciting. I mean, you got to think it's year one too, right? This is year one of Mahomes, so you've yeah, probably got yeah. you know ten to fifteen more years. So it's a good time to be a Chiefs fan. You think their their defense is that bad? Like they held. So tell me, should I be proud or should I be embarrassed that they held the Browns to twenty one points? So I think the Browns are better than I know. They just fired their coach and and whatever but 21 is it's so hard to tell man i feel like all my numbers now with the nfl are off right because like like 21's a a pretty average now 21 is like on the low end though do you know what i'm saying like yeah so so i i think that that's probably okay i think that's good but because if you if if you only score 21 in a game you're probably not winning most nfl games now so yeah whereas 10 years ago you could win, you could win a lot of games scoring 21 points so yeah but that's that, but that's I, I think some of the you know we're we're gonna have so much so hard of problems comparing quarterbacks from different eras now because like i mean how are you going to compare mahomes to you know i don't know joe montana elway and marino uh, elway marino i mean heck you can't even compare him to like uh like i don't even uh Tom Brady from early. Do you know what I mean? Like, Tom Brady's going to have... Why can't you? Because Why you think you can compare throwing five to six touchdowns a game to uh, Brady when throwing two touchdowns a game in early 2000s was considered good? So... Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I agree. The NFL game has changed. It's it's hampered defenses. It's allowed offenses to flourish. Uh yeah. That's not, I think, an issue that anyone really wants to argue. Um, but it wasn't that long ago. It's not like he's trying to go back to Johnny Unitas and Lynn Dawson. I think it was long. I think at this point, stats-wise is all I'm saying, not like the eye test. Because obviously now any any of these decent quarterbacks could throw for four or five in a game, and you wouldn't be shocked, yeah. right? But, I mean – Not shocked. Six is a lot. Six is a lot. Well, six is a but, lot, but it's always been a lot, right? Like, right. Six is it's always been a lot, but I'm I think Mahomes is averaging like four a game, <laughs> which is like when the first time that that was happened was I think Manning did well, it, and then the year after Brady did it, they were averaging like four touchdowns a game, and people were like losing their well, that, mind, and that was that was literally ten years ago. That greatest show on turf with the Rams and whatever they weren't averaging this much. Not that he was not throwing. He was. I. I, I could. I don't know for sure because I don't know the stats off the top of my head. But he. He only threw like in the 30s touchdown passes. 30s well, they also had Marshall Falk. Like. Right. They were rushing so, for a lot. But so like, historically, the clean, the cleanest point. comparison for Mahomes is Kurt Warner, uh, just based on starting a career. Like Kurt Warner's first real year was that greatest show on turf, and and I think that's the best comparison. Now, age-wise, it doesn't match, right? Because Warner spent time in Europe and the Arena League and all that stuff and started off as a backup. And ironically, Kurt Warner got to start when Trent Green got injured in the preseason. And Trent Green went on to be the Chiefs' main quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Um, here's Pretty a fun stat for you. Actually. because we're yeah. Just because we're discussing historical comparisons to modern Mahomes, uh, who, by the way, doesn't have a great nickname. Some people are calling him like a super freak. My favorite uh, nickname for Mahomes is Cheat Code. Cheat Code Mahomes. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so right now, uh, November like sixth, yeah. two thousand eighteen, the Chiefs' uh, franchise leader for most touchdowns in a season 
is Lynn Dawson. Uh, it's like 1960-something. He had 30 touchdown passes in 1960-something. So not even Trent Green got more than 30 uh, in the early 2000 Chiefs offense with Dick Vermeule. Sure. Do you know? So here, here's. Do you know how many Mahomes has right now? Yeah, I'm looking right now. Touchdown pass. It's 29. 29. So this is my point. Yeah. So how many? What's the record? They're seven and one. So they played eight games, right? Yeah. So they're yeah, halfway yeah. through yeah. the season. He's got 2,900 yards, 29 touchdown passes. So greatest show on turf. I'm looking at it right now. He threw okay. for 4,500 yards, 41 touchdown passes, and that literally was the best thing anybody'd seen ever. So Mahomes needs 1,500 yards. He could do that in four games, and he needs. He's, he's he got an eight-game streak. He's got an eight-game streak of eclipsing 300 yards. So my point is, is literally four games from now. So 12 out of the 16 games, he will break all of Kurt Warner's greatest show on turf records. So <sighs> do you, you at least buy my point? Where I, I agree, Mahomes is great. We're 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 not comparing the same thing though, as far as stats. You can't compare what he's doing to to anybody else right now, because well, you it's have just not. I mean, what, what no, we, you can't. What are we talking about? You You're saying you can't compare. Like, how else are we going to talk can't about him? Mahomes. Stat. You you just can't. You can say, oh, that's great, but like, I mean, that's like saying I think that, that's like saying I, I earned Mahomes retires, fifty thousand dollars. He's going to break all of all of Drew Brees' records. That Drew Brees just set, and he's going to break all of Brady's records. Every quarterback that started in the last couple years is going to break all of Brady's and Manning's and Drew Brees' records, assuming that they play for for 15 years. First of all, not hardly any of the quarterbacks that started in the last few years are going to play for 15 years. That is the statistical anomaly that we have to appreciate when it happens because it is not very common. Second of all, if you say we can't compare, like how else are we going to talk about this? If I earned $50,000 and then you said I earned some value, but uh, it's uh, some figure that is uh, not easily quantifiable in dollars, but it's uh, very impressive. Like what other unit of denomination can we discuss it in? Okay. Well, let, let me, let me ask you a question here in the scheme of uh, great quarterbacks, or I'll even say good quarterbacks. Where would you put Matt Ryan? Uh, in his era, he's a he's an above average quarterback. Okay, in his era, you know, no, 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 you already quantified it. We're not allowed to quantify what? according to you. So Why not? You, you're because I'm talking about his, his statistics here. You just told me that how are we supposed to compare Look, people? Well, it, don't do his era. Just tell me, Matt Ryan. Um, would you put him in the top? Let's say top eighth of quarterbacks eight. all time. All time. Top eighth, eighth. Eighth. Say I don't the know, number again. 12%, whatever. I, however you want to do it. Say the number one more time so I can understand it. Like, uh, like is he in the top uh, 10%? Let's, that's easier, right? Top 10% of quarterbacks all time. <laughs> Matt, Ryan. You, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Did he win a Super Bowl? He did. He's not. never won a Super Bowl. He won one MVP. He won an MVP. Um, he won one MVP. Other than that, he's pretty much been <sighs> mediocre team, right? Well, don't. Just tell me what you think of Matt Ryan. That's all I want. He's he won an MVP, right? Uh, and he he almost almost won a Super Bowl. Uh, he's yeah, I'd put him fringe top ten percent. Okay, fringe top ten percent of yeah. all time. Okay. Yeah, guess where he is on all time passing yards? Uh, I'm gonna guess he's in the top ten. 
It, well, he's he's about to be by the end of this season. He will be probably top ten. All right, close. He's fourteen. All right, so I, I okay. So my, my, that's my your, point. your point you, is you that offenses have changed, and so that the statistics. A good quarterback in 1960. Yes, I'm sorry, a good quarterback in 1960 comprised X statistics. The same quarterback in today's NFL would comprise 1.5 of X. If it's the same body, the number is going to be different. Okay, I yeah. agree. What's that's, I agree. That's my point. Okay, but then then you're agreeing with me that you can't compare Pat Mahomes' 29 touchdowns to. I look. I'm not trying to compare him to like Johnny Unitas and uh, Sammy Ball, but I think you can certainly. You can't even compare him to Kurt. Yes, Warner. you can. You can't even compare. Him. No, you can't. He's, you cannot. That was only like 18 it's a years ago. It's a completely completely different, different league. Come on, that's horseshit. It's completely different. Have, Adam Vinatieri was still playing back then. For a dude if second. the player, if there is a person that is still active, that was on <laughs> rosters, then you can compare. <laughs> If Adam Vinatieri was in the league, like then comparisons are legitimate. That's the rule. It's a, it's a. Uh, you know what's funny is that is I actually like the Chiefs and I like Mahomes, but I just I disagree with you that I think he's doing great stuff. But I think that uh, you, I, I think that any good quarterback in in the Chiefs system would put up tons of points right now. All right, so you're. I think you could bring Peyton Manning back right now, and he Alex probably luckily. Could. Luckily, we, we have the exact scientific uh, experiment data to make your comparison. Alex Let's Smith is Alex Smith a league last. average quarterback. I, yeah, league average. I think, well, I, I would say somewhat above average. Yeah, I think if All you right, say well, league average, because he's lasted a long time. So I think you got to give him a little bit above average. Well, I think the environmental petri dish of NFL quarterbacks exists such that average quarterbacks can last a long time. I think Alex Smith is very good at certain things, namely uh, not throwing interceptions, uh, which is a valued commodity. Uh, I think he's a league average quarterback. Uh, You're right. For a portion of last season, this, I think, league average quarterback looked like an MVP candidate. And then at some point, something broke down, be it maybe the scheme or talent or whatever it was last year. uh, He or... I won't even say he. I'll say the offense like fell apart and they lost like five out of six. Uh, but the Chiefs started off last year like five and zero. Oh. So a league. What I'm saying is a league average quarterback looked very good and then faltered. So you're right. Given the Chiefs' talent and Chiefs' coaching and scheming, I think an average quarterback can look very good. Uh, Mahomes puts it over the top. And, and makes them a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Do, do you agree the Chiefs are a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Yeah, yes. No, I, I agree. Again, okay. you're arguing with somebody that likes Mahomes, right? So don't just – You don't like him enough, damn it. No, I don't like him enough. You're right. That's that's my downfall. So I'm trying to uh, <laughs> uh, trying to get what Alex Smith's stats were through eight weeks last year. Uh, well, he had a, a really – so Alex Smith would throw for like – you know how many 150-yard games he would have where his stats would look fine? But in reality, it'd be third and eight, and he'd throw the ball like two yards All past right. the line of scrimmage to a covered receiver. Like So he threw eight games last year. He had 18 touchdowns, and which is a lot. I mean, not, not in Mahomes' territory, but he had 18 touchdowns, 
Um, I'm trying to see interceptions. I don't see interceptions. It's probably like four. I assume. Not a lot. No, there's not a lot. So. Oh, oh, here you go. One. Eight, eighteen and one. Eighteen and one. So Do you know what that Mahomes means? Mahomes has twenty nine and seven. That that one interception just means that he's too risk averse for the big reward. That was in the the eighth game, also. I I hear what you're seven saying. Games he hadn't thrown. So my and I think so. Mahomes has thrown eleven more touchdowns, six more interceptions. His passer rating is. 10 higher he's a 116 and Alex Smith was I think 106 is what I just saw so he yes he is a better quarterback I'm I'm not arguing that he's better than Alex Smith but if you just said league average quarterback through 18 touchdowns had one interception was a 106 passer rating which is awesome how much better is Mahomes well that's like how how well, awesome that's why is the Chiefs is he is he actually great or is he just above? Well, him? that's why the Chiefs were able to get a second round pick and a very decent uh, cornerback in Kendall Fuller from the Redskins. Like yeah, um, yeah. Let's not pretend that the other good quarterbacks don't also have a schematic and talent advantage, right? Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Like Drew Brees was with the Chargers, right. didn't have a great coach, and so they let him go. Well, he was also injured, so like it's a complex situation, but. Even uh, Tom Brady with uh, their offensive coordinator. What's it? Gates? What's his name? Uh, McDaniel's right now. Yeah, yeah, it's McDan- yeah, and Charlie Weiss. Like, like we we don't have to pretend that, pretend that all time great quarterbacks don't also have great coaches, right? The, the two things no, that they usually do, right? right? They usually go hand in hand, right? That's yeah. And, and, all, and it's hard to tell if that coach is viewed as great because of the quarterback. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, absolutely. I mean. Look, so. look at the Shannon, Kyle Shanahan, or the the father of Shanahan. When he was with Elway, yeah. he was yeah. viewed as Elway. you know amazing, and then take away Elway, and you know he's just a league average coach. It's kind of like who's that Bulls and Lakers coach? Uh, Phil, Phil 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 Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, was Phil Jackson really amazing, or did he just put himself on teams that had Michael and Scotty and Kobe and Shaq? Yeah, that's that's also a great point, but. I don't want to get. I, I want to move yeah. on here shortly, but I I do just want to point out. So Sam Darnold is having a horrendous year, right? He yeah. thrown eleven touchdowns. He's got fourteen interceptions. He's leading the league in interceptions. Um, not playing well on the Jets. So, do you really think that Mahomes is that much better than Darnold, who everybody viewed literally six months ago as one of the elite quarterbacks to come out of college in a long time? Or do you think that the Jets scheme is just that god-awful? I mean, they're talking about firing their coach midseason, that he's just, you know, squandering. I think Sam Darnold on on the Chiefs, probably maybe not as good as Mahomes, but I, I think he, they're still winning. I think they're still, maybe they're one loss different. I don't know. I'll, That's what I think. I, I'm... I'm not going to answer your question, and, and here, here's why. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'm not interested so you, in saying that Mahomes is better than Sam Darnold, that one can throw Well, you're the ball. interested in telling me that Mahomes is the best thing since sliced bread. And well, my, no, my I'm, would be- I acknowledge that Mahomes has an advantage because of the talent that's around him and because of the schematic advantages that coming under Andy Reid has and that because he's set for a season, he got to – see what the experience was like without getting 
thrown into the fryer. Like, like I think Pat, I think Pat Mahomes' situation being drafted into a, I, I think a stable franchise where they're not changing the coach every two years, where he got to watch Alex Smith, who, while I say he's an average quarterback, was a consummate professional, and got to watch Alex Smith prepare and see how it was done, and and has the talent around him. And what I'm saying is Mahomes was placed into a perfect situation for a person, uh, for a quarterback to grow. I really do. Uh, I don't particularly give a shit that Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen and any of those other fucks wasn't put into that situation. I just care that Mahomes was and that he's taking advantage of it. And he's awesome. And he's awesome. Right. All so right, maybe right. if you put Josh Rosen in that situation where he got to watch Alex Smith for a year and he had all the talent, he had Alex Smith, or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Andy Reid, maybe Rosen Whatever. would do the same thing. Matter. But I don't know, yeah. and I don't care because Mahomes is doing it, and he's my guy, and he's fucking awesome. I love how worked up you are by this. I love how worked up you are. Yeah, I, I do too. I fucking like Pat Mahomes. <laughs> all right. In the scheme of quarterbacks, is he is Mahomes number two all time or number three? <laughs> What, where would you put him? Is he is he ahead of Montana and just behind Brady, or? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's another. That, all, right, all right. So, so I know we're we're going long here. So, do you value Joe Montana being a perfect four and zero in the Super Bowl, or do you think it's more impressive that Brady's gone to more Super Bowls but lost a few? I think he's like. Uh, you know, three. and I, I hate to say this because I, I do not like Brady and I do not like LeBron, but I personally value that because I think they've got similar, they've been to way more finals yeah, or Super Bowls I agree. than Michael Jordan or Montana, but they've lost them, yeah, right? some of them. So there's an aura around never losing. Yeah, but, but that means you also lost. Just getting there, man. Yeah, just that, getting there. If Montana's 4-0, uh, that means he lost a few times in the NFC playoffs in the yeah. NFC championship game, or he was just out for a season with injury. Like, I, I don't think Montana gets a bonus because he's 4-0. That means he there were several seasons where he didn't make the Super Bowl, where Brady did. So Right, exactly. I mean, if we're quantifying you know, greatest of all time being the one who is – the mo- has the best playoff resume because because that's what we're really talking right best playoff resume then it's got to be Brady I don't know how yeah. you could argue I Montana agree. over him um and 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 same with I I you know I'm sure eventually we'll finish the LeBron Michael debate oh, are you kidding someday. that'll never be never, finished but, that, that'll go on but for, you know perpetuity but it's the same thing man yeah, yeah. same yeah. kind of argument so well except I I guess the difference is is that Brady's actually has more Super Bowl wins st- than Montana, right? Oh, so he's got five, is he but at he's five? lost okay. a bunch too, right? Uh, yeah, he's at five. Whereas whereas LeBron is, is still yeah, only at three. I, I would personally, I so, would put you know, Brady at the best ever quarterback. And I would still put Michael over LeBron, but that's... That, that's that's kind of where I'm at too, because I, I think that it is a disparity of... LeBron still half yeah. as many titles won. Like, yeah, he's lost. A, he's been in a lot more, but he still had. Do you think LeBron's? Do you think LeBron's ever had a talent like Scottie Pippen? I, I think he's been. He's had better all, players all around him. Maybe not. Scottie's one of the best wing defenders ever, right? But if we're talking like, yeah, it, a lot of those 
it was it was literally Michael and Scotty and a bunch of role players. Whereas LeBron's had Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and all four of those dudes, maybe not, maybe not. I mean, Wade's on Pippen's level, definitely. And then, no, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. No. Well, regardless, all, all four of those guys that I just said, maybe, maybe not quite as good as Pippen, but they're all way better than everybody else Michael had. So, okay. So, yeah, well, I mean, I you had not, Rodman it's too, not and... like you're comparing a duo versus a duo, but I think LeBron's had a great supporting cast a lot of his years. So, it's it's difficult to compare nineteen, just like you're saying with quarterbacks. It's difficult to compare nineteen ninety two NBA with two thousand eighteen oh, NBA. Yeah, yeah. It's All right. we're in a totally different conversation now. Well, let's. All right. I want to finish up our, our NFL thing. We we, we yeah. prepped a top five, bottom three, and you yeah. had wanted to add a, another category. So what yeah, was I that? surprised you. We're gonna do another category because I think top five, bottom three is is a very fairly predictable. I think okay, what I'm saying it. is that we're gonna agree for the most part. Okay. So. Let's do top five, and then you want to do middle three, and I'm yeah. define middle three for me. It is the definition of mediocrity. It is the teams that will occasionally uh, win a game that you weren't expecting, and also lose a game that you were not expecting. It's the teams that uh, just are the absolute uh, abject uh, games that you do not give a shit about. Right. Maybe for I know for you one of the teams you're thinking about is some as a team you care about. So I'm talking talent wise. Maybe you're interested in one or two players, but you're fairly convinced that they're not going to be able to put together to matter much in January. Okay. All right. So let, let's do let's do top five first. So you name yours, right. and I'll just tell you if I have anybody different. Are we doing these right. in order, or are you just saying these are my top five mm-hmm. grouping? These are my top five because it's. It's too, I think, uh, silly to try and say this is the best and this is the second best. So I think we're going to agree on four. My fifth may be a tiny bit surprising. Yeah, I agree. So go ahead. All right. So I'm going to go Rams, Chiefs, Saints, Pats. And my fifth, which I'm not sure if you'll agree, is the Charters. Okay. So I had those top four. And then my fifth, I was debating. And I ended up just putting the Steelers there. Um, Honestly, just purely because of talent. And I still think the Steelers could... It still wouldn't shock me if the Steelers were in the Super Bowl. I think it would shock me if the Chargers were in the Super Bowl. That that's kind of what I'm looking at it as. If if Joey Bosa comes back, I think the Chargers will be better. I I think the Steelers, and I'm just looking at their playoff loss last year to the Jags, who I don't obviously are not that good. Uh, I think the Steelers have like a heart. You know, and oh, yeah. I don't. I think they have a chemistry or a heart or a desire. I think that they are a fundamentally flawed team. And, and no, I I agree that there's a lot wrong there, but I think they have the talent and the coaching that, like I said, if if they ended up being in the Super Bowl, I I wouldn't shock me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I do. But I mean, it's the, that's the fifth one, and we we were both kind of iffy on them. Yeah. I'm not like sold. You know. All right. So I'll, I'll do my bottom three, and then we'll do middle. All right. Because I, I don't have a. So I said. For sure, uh, I think Oakland is horrible. Um, I yes. said it makes me so happy to hear you say that. I said Giants <laughs> and Bills, and and that's just because I've watched a Giants game and it was just horrendous. Why? Uh, well, yeah, it's because they've been on national TV like three times this year. I think they had a Monday night and a Why? Sunday night. Yeah, oh, God. Like, 
And then the Bills, I haven't watched at all, but I think they just get blown out every time. So those are my three. You know, I watched uh, their game against New England, and they were competitive for about three quarters. Okay. And then in the fourth quarter, it was just not competitive. Yeah. But I, I also listed them. I, I had four. I threw in the Cardinals. Mm. Yeah, I haven't. I have no data on the Cardinals at all, so I, I don't know. Do you think John Gruden pulls a rabbit out of his ass and makes the Raiders decent in three years? Mm. You know what? I never thought he was that good of a coach in the first place, man. No, I did not. So, yeah, I have the – he came in and basically, in my, in my mind, stole Tony Dungy's Super Bowl <laughs> from him in in Tampa, you know, and and so I, I don't I don't think he was he he won a Super Bowl with Tampa, which was Tony Dungy's defense, Tony Dungy's players, all, all, everything was Tony Dungy except he. And then Gruden came in as the offensive mind, and they had like a mediocre offense at best that year. Was that the Mike Allstott work done yep. offense? Mike Allstott worked on Brad Johnson, Keyshawn right. Johnson. That's right. Where okay. it was like. You know, they were okay. but That, that defense was pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. my point. That yeah. was a Tony Dungy defense scheme, the Tampa 2. They called it the Tampa 2. Yeah. And John Gruden's won a Super Bowl, and he's, you know, ridden on that for 20 years now. They still and, call it the Tampa you know, 2. I hope yeah. the Oakland Raiders suck. Yeah. I hope <laughs> yeah, the Raiders I suck. I, I'm, I've never been a Raiders fan. Well, they're, so. only, they're only the yeah. Oakland Raiders for another, what, like eight games? Yeah. Yeah. And they can go suck in Vegas. Yeah. So. I, I think that – that Vegas is going to be such an away team's site. You're just just like the, the Chargers, the StubHub, or whatever the fuck soccer arena that they play in, where a majority of the, the crowd is supporting the away team. I think that's going to be what it's like for in Las Vegas for the Raiders for the next probably five years. Uh, the, you, yeah, it's such a transient city, right? Yeah. Like, you're going to have to build a fan base, and all, all their fan bases in California, which, I mean, I know that's four or five hours, whatever yeah. dri- drive, well, but it, it, it's an odd in that the Rams did their move to LA and, you know, they had the quarterback already, but they had to go big with talent to try and develop that fan base. Right. And and that's what they've done. I, I think that's why the Rams have taken so many chances and turned away so many draft picks. I, at this point, I have no idea how many draft picks the Rams are going to have over the next one or two years. I it might be three in the next two drafts. I'm, this seems like they've traded away every single draft pick in a win now mode, and I get it, and and I think they're very good. Um, we'll see how it works out. I mean, they got a young quarterback, young running back. Aaron Donald's amazing. Um, it's it's high risk, high reward. You know, I thought they had a good fan base. In yeah, Louis, they did. Is what's weird. I mean, I don't know financials, right? But I thought they had a good fan base. There. They did. I don't know. They did. It was. It's just. Yeah. It's you know the money and all that. Uh, Some sort of money. All right. So let me yeah. give you my mid three. And I think this is where it gets right. more interesting because I'm I'm trying to pick mediocrity. All right, I've got three on my mind, but this could be anybody. So yeah, uh, I'm not. So I'm trying to go by talent and not necessarily win loss record. And so I'm gonna and I'm gonna say Bengals, and I'm actually gonna give four. That that was one of mine. I, I was going Bengals right. too. Uh, I'm gonna say Seahawks. Uh, okay. I'm going to throw in Falcons, and uh, I'm going to throw in the Broncos. Okay. I, I think the Broncos' win-loss record is, is not good, but I think they're talent-wise. I think that they've been close. You know, they, they were close against the Chiefs. They were close against the Rams. And I think they've also lost some games that they really should have won. 
even specifically this one. You know what? Maybe even the Texans. I know I'm throwing like five teams into a yeah, middle three. A middle three, so, but middle, yeah. So Bengals, Seahawks. You know, what? I'll drop Falcons. I think they're not good. I'm gonna go Bengals, Seahawks, Broncos, Texans are my okay. middle NFL pick. Mine are the Bengals, Falcons, and Lions. Oh yeah, Lions with yeah. a with a fringe Cowboys on there. That was between really? uh, no, yeah, between blown. Cowboys and Falcons. Uh, I think Cowboys all are of those average. teams are like I wouldn't shock me if any one of those teams beat the let's just say the uh, the Rams or, or if whoever you want to say is your best team, right? Yeah. If, if the Cowboys beat the Rams, you know, it'd be a nice win, but you wouldn't be like, okay, that's insane. Yeah. But it also wouldn't surprise me if if you know whoever the Lions lost to the the Browns. Or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because the Lions, I think that's you're right. what you're kind of getting. The at. Lions yeah. did absolutely roll the Patriots, like what second or third, yeah. third or fourth yeah. game of the year. Like all those teams have pretty decent quarterbacks, right? Um, they have good known players, and they're you know, but they just can't put it together. Like it, the Bengals are actually five and three, but like, do we really think the Bengals are doing anything? Mm. Yeah, you know, probably, probably not. So, yeah. uh. So you know more about the NBA. You follow the NBA more than I did. First of all, when you were watching the Pacers and the Celtics in that final second uh, win, like what what was your emotional intensity for that, for a November NBA basketball game? So I'll be 100% honest. I didn't get to watch it live um, because it was on, uh, I think, I believe, like NBA TV. And I do not get NBA TV. I get everything else, but I couldn't watch that. I assumed you got the league package. No, so this year I did not, even if you get league pass though, here's a misnomer. If you get league pass, you don't get NBA TV, which is stupid. But, but you can uh, still like, oh, you, you live around Indianapolis. So those are blacked yeah. out for you. Yeah. So oh, I did okay. not, I did not subscribe to the league pass this year. I'm just going to watch it locally. And that was on NBA TV, which is not local. So I did not get to watch the, uh, you got screwed. Um, I did. And so, I mean, I was kind of following it. I, I had something else going on and, and I, I got the, you know, the update. And so I was watching all the, I, I, I did lose my mind, but it wasn't. <laughs> so, so I did lose my mind. Okay. But, um, I went to the Rockets game last night, Rockets, uh, uh, Pacers. And once again, Oladipo tried everything he could to win. Uh, so we missed 10 free throw. It was I'm, horrible. We shot 66% from free throw from the free throw so line. The- should the Pacers lost last night to the Rockets? They they lost last oh. night. Should they should have won by five to ten? Very very likely. But like we're we're down by two with like three minutes left, and our our fucking coach gets a technical, <laughs> and I oh my god I got so mad. Like we were not getting great calls, but sometimes it's hard to tell if that's just us or the you know officials. I I don't know. So, uh, but lose getting a technical in a close game when there's not much time left is like a player, like he's in the heat of the moment. Right. I can kind of forgive that a little bit, but a coach, I'm like, just sit down. So do you think the coach is not also in the heat of the moment? The coach is not. uh, I I do. I do. But he's also got like a bunch of assistant coaches standing by him. All he has to do is, is stand there in his suit. You know, he doesn't need to yell at the officials. He's not helping anything. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, I, he, you know, it's November, right? Like NBA basketball doesn't really matter till February. Well, this would have been big for me at least personally because we just beat the Celtics. If we beat Houston, 
All right. Like right, we're we're in the top, I think ten, five or six of power rankings right now, as far as like how good we are. Um, but so th- anyway, we're down. We end up being down by. Um, I think we're down three. I, I can't remember the exact the specifics. Down three, like fifty seconds to go. Oladipo brings the ball up, hits a three, ties the game up. Just like huge three, right? Hits a three, ties the game up. They come back down. Oladipo's eyes, awesome. I like him. Yeah. Come back down. um, You know what? We must have been down by four because then we're we're down one. That's exactly what it was. And then (laughs) they come down and they they do some, you know, Rockets offense and Harden ends up with a wide open three. Harden didn't play great that day, but he hits the wide open three. So now we're down four again. Come Harden. back down again. Yeah, James Harden. Oh, sorry. I, oh, he's back. I didn't realize he was back. Yeah. Okay. And then come back down the other side of the court. Uh, Oladipo, second possession in a row, hits another three. Right? Nice. Down one again. All right. Yeah, just like huge. They end up fouling Chris Paul. Chris Paul misses one of the free throws, right? And uh, we go down, miss another three, get, get <laughs> fouled. So Darren Collison, who's like a 90% free throw shooter, gets fouled. He's got to make make two, and of course he misses one. And it's just like – and this is like the 10th free throw we've missed, all by good free throw. Like not one of these free throws was missed by a guy that shoots below oh, 80%. You, you, know I have, you know I have such sympathy for Lana, right? This is November NBA basketball. She was at the game, yeah. Oh, you guys were there. We were we were at the game, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. So this does merit some discussion. Then I didn't. Re- okay, yeah. All right, yeah. all right. I'm so sorry. I'm, to interrupt we're you. all on our feet. I'm losing my mind because, like, yeah. I'm looking at the free throws. Like Boyan Bogdanovich, he's like an 85 percent free throw shooter. He missed like four. Oh, wow. Darren Collison, I think, missed two. Miles Turner missed one. Um, trying to eh, eh, like. Our bad free throw shooters made their free throws. <laughs> Every one of the guys that missed them shoots like over eighty five percent. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, oh my god. So well, the Rockets, yeah, we lost the game. I know the Rockets are. I know they they started the season off shitty, uh, but if they had Harden back, like, be happy that they they're good. Yeah, well, when they have Harden and Paul, to be happy that they yeah. played him straight. So we were gonna do well. That's I, I actually told Lana that I was like, it wouldn't surprise me if we lost by twenty. Yeah. In this game, like I, I think that I think legitimately the Rockets are better than the Pacers. Um, you know, if if we're talking like straight up, a you know a series of seven, but that doesn't mean we can't steal one at home in November. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So, All right, so we were gonna do top five, bottom three of the NBA as well. Oh yeah, I've got I've got these ready to go. <laughs> so. All right. So my. My, I will tell you, three of my top five are locks, and then the other two are kind of meh. Okay. So, I, I already know three of them, because we're going to agree on three of them. The Warriors, Raptors, uh, the Bucks, and the Raptors. Oh, no. You're definitely wrong on the Celtics. No. So. It's, no. You have, I know you haven't been pegged in on the NBA. I've watched much. a few the games. Celtics are not that good right now. But it's a slow start. Well, that's, yeah. The, the three best teams, you're, you're just wrong. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Best teams are the Warriors, the the Bucks, and the the Raptors, like okay. hands down. Um, and then uh, the next two are anybody's guess, but I, I put Denver and the Celtics in there um, as far as top five. How about the uh, Trailblazers? No, you, yeah, you wouldn't be wrong if you put the Trailblazers in there. I, I think there's a clear top three right now. 
And then I think there's another a, a second 10, to be honest with you. So I, I think it's hard to do top five. Like you could put it Trailblazers. Is. You could put, um, I mean, heck, I think the Rockets are down a little bit, but it w- you could put the Rockets in there. You could put the Sixers. Did you say um, heck? Heck, I did, yeah. Heck? Hell, sorry. Heck? Hell, heck. Heck? <sighs> anyway. I, so fuck my heart to you. Heck? All right. I know it's an hour and 38 minutes in, but heck. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, give me your bottom three, because you said no, there's long, uh, a, one single team block. That you said was your worst in the NBA. I don't want you to tell me. I, I want to try and guess it. Okay, there's a yeah, solid lock. Okay, you guess. Guess the worst team in the league right now. I've watched them. I've personally witnessed it. So I'm going to guess the Orlando Magic. No, you'd be wrong. Okay, let me try. Let me try. Um, the Knicks? They're close, but no. I don't think it's the Suns. Nope. Okay, well, I, I don't know what you're going to say then. This is your Eastern Conference champion, Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> Are they really that bad? Are they worse than the Magic? Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah, they fired Ty Lue. Uh, they, they're looking to trade J.R. Smith. Yeah. There's rumors coming out of there that they their veterans don't think Colin Sexton knows how to play basketball. That's their number. Yeah, one the pick, kid out of Alabama. Yeah, yeah. He's. Um, I, I mean, he looks pretty. Getting blown out again. He looked pretty awesome in Alabama last year. He's. He's not doing that well. Yeah, I think he's. I. I. You know, I don't know. I don't. I haven't followed him at all. But they're starting Sam Decker and like. Uh, Decker's an okay player, but he shouldn't be starting on anybody's team ever. What are these issues with um, the Colin Sexton rookie kid? Well, I. I don't. I, all I know is that he's not starting. Their team's garbage. Yeah. He should be starting, right? Like, like at this point, your your team sucks. Right? Yeah, start the rookie, or at least play him thirty five minutes a game. Um, they're starting George Hill and J.R. Smith, who are well past their primes. Kevin Love's injured on a he's yeah. out for six to eight weeks, so their best players out. They've got Tristan Thompson, who's not <laughs> but he was good, good at some things I mean, on a contender. More. He was good like four years ago. Yeah, re- he was rebounder a and defense defender. And he's he's rebounder, right? They've got Jordan Clarkson, who is Mister. I will never pass to anybody. Let I let me click on Jordan Clarkson. He is averaging point <laughs> nine assists a game in twenty three minutes. So he's managing to pass it to somebody <laughs> less than one time a game. In that is amazing. Twenty three minutes a game. He's if you give Jordan Clarkson the ball, you will never right. see it again. So they've just got to, you know, this is your, you know, I thought they'd be better than this, but I think Kevin Love being yeah. out is uh, is a big deal. I thought they'd be better than this. So All right. So Cavs are worse than the Magic, you said. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. Like Mo Bamba looks pretty good. I, I uh, what is it? Um, their other, I can't remember, their, their other rookie, Isaiah something, is pretty good. Um. They've got Aaron Gordon. Like the the Magic have some pieces that are not awful, and and the Cavs don't. They're just awful. All right, all right, man. It's time for me to go vote. All right, man. It's, yeah, it's National uh, Vote Day. Good luck. I hope you get through that line. I just had to mail mine in, which was nice. Yeah, so I recommend doing. There's that. not much of a line where I go. Um, 
I'd be surprised oh, if it, okay. I'd be really surprised if it's more than a 10 minute wait. Although it is 4 p.m., so I guess that's when yeah. people are getting off work. Well, uh, send me a picture of you guys in your stickers. I want proof. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right, man. I'll talk to you later.